Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, this is Carla Unseth, and welcome to today's episode of Building a Bridge to God's Word. For the past few episodes, we've been talking about the process of Bible translation and the steps that each translation has to go through in order to be published. So in June, we talked about comprehension checking or making sure that it's understood by the local people. And then in July, we actually took a little break from the translation process and got to hear from Steve, who's working with the Kono people. So I hope you enjoyed that look into a real translation in process. So today we're going to go back to the translation process and look at the next step, which is the consultant check. So this part's especially interesting to me because it's a large part of what my role will be with Pioneer Bible Translators. Up until this point, the team, the Bible translation team has pretty much worked internally. So they have someone on the team who drafts and then everyone on the team works together to do the checks and revisions. But as we all remember from English class, it's always good to have an outside person look at your work. So at this point, a consultant comes in and looks at the work that's been done and makes suggestions for improvement. So this outside consultant brings to the table some biblical expertise, including knowledge of the original languages. They have a deep understanding of the biblical text through study they've done on their own, and they also have access to additional resources like commentaries and that sort of thing. A lot of people wonder whether the consultant knows all of the languages they work with, and it's a little bit of a complicated question because ideally a consultant would know all of the languages, but that's not really practical. So instead, consultants do tend to stick within certain language groups so they can kind of learn about patterns within the language and be aware of things they should be looking for as the check, but they don't actually check in the local language. Instead, the translation team prepares what's called a back translation before they send their work to the consultant. So the back translation has the words in the language being translated and then lined up below those words are a word or phrase in English giving the equivalent of that word. And there's usually grammar information included as well. So the consultant actually looks at the English words to check, but they have that grammar information and they can reference the words in the actual language as well. So the consultant reads through the back translation and makes note of potential issues to send back to the team. Some of the issues they might look for are ideas that are added or ideas that are missing, phrases that are reordered, also time or culture mismatches. So if a consultant finds these things, it doesn't necessarily mean that the translator has done it wrong, but rather the consultant is checking to make sure there's solid reasoning behind the change. We actually talked about one of these time mismatches in the webinar that we just did, and we are talking about the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, and one of the disciples says it would take 200 denarii to feed all of the people that were there. So the question is, 
how do you translate this? You know, 200 denarii, we don't necessarily know how much that means, but you can't really take it all the way and put it in an English equivalent. A denarii, it was about, in that time, about a day's wages. So you have 200 days' wages. So if you were going to make it an American culture, you might say something like $35,000 or, you know, something like that, a little more than half a year's wages for your average person. But you can see already that there's a lot of problems with doing a translation like that because it's so specific to one time and one culture and even one specific demographic within that culture. So a lot of a lot of translations go around that by actually saying half a year's wages and that way people can kind of apply it to their own context, but it has more meaning than saying 200 denarii. So that's the kind of thing that a consultant would look at and say, have you made a time mismatch or are you translating in a way that will apply to all times? The consultant also wants to check the team's thought process behind things like figures of speech, theological terms, and names. They ask the question, has the team thought through the choices they've made in translating these? Especially for theological terms and names, these need to be used consistently throughout scripture, so it's very important to choose words which fully represent the intended meaning. And as far as names go, you know, are the right name are going to be easy enough to say in the local culture, but also reflect the biblical name. One of the examples of this that I've talked about before is the name of John. And um, in, of course, in the English Bible, we have one name, John, for both John the Baptist and John, the disciple of Jesus. But there are areas of the world where they have a specific name for John the Baptist, which is Yahya. But then John, the disciple of Jesus, might have a different name, which is more closely related to the actual Greek word for John. So like, for example, in Swahili, that word is Johanna. So a team has to choose if they're going to translate Johanna for both of them, or if they are going to do Yaya for John the Baptist, so that people already familiar with, with John the Baptist will understand, even though that's different than the actual original biblical texts. So that's a question that translators have to deal with concerning a name, how, how you translate a name. So the consultant makes notes on all these things and sends the notes to the translation team. The translation team reads through the notes, they make changes, they might respond with a question themselves, or they might give their reasoning for the choices they've made. And the conversation goes back and forth until both the consultant and the translation team feel pretty confident in the translation. So I'm saying that they send these back and forth, and a lot of this happens through the computer program that we use. Um, it's a cloud-based program, so you can write your notes in there, and then the team, when they open up their computer program, it downloads those notes right into their computer program so they can see it right away. So that's a great way to do it. Technology has been wonderful for the translation process, but it is also helpful for the consultant to visit the team. In a face-to-face -face meeting, lots of these issues can be resolved right away because you could just talk through it together, come to conclusions, and you're done with these issues. And besides that, it's a good chance for the team and the consultant to get to know each other. They can feel like they're on the same page and working toward the same goal. Sometimes technology doesn't give you that feel. So it's nice to have those face-to-face -face meetings also. 
So you've probably heard me say about my own work that I'll do a lot of it through the computer. That will be that checking using the computer program. And I can do that here in the United States. But I will take trips as needed to meet with teams face-to-face -face and, and get that, that interpersonal time together. So um, there's a look at the translation process, at the consulting process. And once the translation has reached a point that the team and the consultant are satisfied with it, it moves into the next stage, which is printing. Yay! So this is the goal we've all been working toward. But it's not actually the end of the process. After printing comes what's called scripture engagement, helping people learn how to use the Bible and actually put it into practice. So on the next podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about printing and scripture engagement. So I will see you next time on Building a Bridge to God's Word. And in the meantime, feel free to contact me through my website, which is www.bridgetogodsword.org. And thanks for joining me. 